Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 29th of August. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1831. And we travel to London, where today the great experimentalist Michael Faraday induced the first electrical current. Faraday would later use the principles he had discovered to construct the electric dynamo the ancestor of modern power generators and the electric motor. His achievements were all the more notable as he'd received little formal education, but became one of the most influential scientists in history. The son of an English blacksmith, he was apprenticed at the age of 14 to a bookseller and a bookbinder. And in this working environment, he read every book on science in the bookshop and he attended lectures given by the Royal Institution and various natural philosophers, including Sir Humphrey Davy, the discoverer of several chemical elements. In 1812, he applied to Davy for a job, citing his interest in science and showing Davy the extensive lecture notes he had taken. Davy hired Faraday to assist with his research and lecture demonstrations. And he also served as a deacon and for two terms as an elder in the Scandamanian church, an offshoot of the Church of Scotland. His church was located at St Paul's Alley in the Barbican. And this meeting house was relocated in 1862 to Barnsby Grove, Islington. And some of his biographers have noted that a strong sense of the unity of God and nature pervaded Faraday's life and work. Faraday belonged to a small non-conformist denomination and his Christian convictions shaped his attitude towards the, his science as much as to other aspects of his life. Faraday firmly believed in God as creator but was critical of the natural theology that had dominated much early Victorian science. And neither did he look to the Bible as a source of scientific information. He was very influenced by the medieval Franciscan Roger Bacon, who placed considerable emphasis on the study of nature through empiricism. In the early modern era, he was regarded as a wizard, and he's sometimes credited as being one of the earliest European advocates of the modern scientific method. Bacon applied the empirical method of Ibn al-Haytam al-Hassan to observations in texts attributed to Aristotle. Like Bacon, Faraday was convinced that the book of God's world and the book of God's word had the same author, so that the natural works of God could never by any possibility come into contradiction with higher things that belong to our future existence. And Faraday had a steep sense of the order of God's creation. The laws of nature were established from the beginning, and so were as old as creation. The notes of one of his earliest lectures contained the pithy exhortation, Search for laws. And the task of science was to discover those laws by a process of empirical investigation. 
As Faraday argued in a memorandum of 1844 on the nature of matter, God has been pleased to work in his material creation by laws, and the Creator governs his material works by definitive laws, resulting from the forces impressed on matter. The beauty of electricity is that it is under law. The laws of nature as we understand them are the foundations of our knowledge of natural things. The Holy Grail of the relationship between the various powers of creation was a topic to which Faraday frequently referred, though it was a topic still so speculative that Faraday confined most of his thoughts to his diary. He was a brilliant iconoclast, which fitted his non-conformist mindset. Einstein remarked to Faraday that he, of all people, had made the greatest change in our conception of reality. Yet despite his achievements, Michael Faraday remained a modest and humble person. He declined to be knighted or to receive honorary degrees, and only reluctantly accepted a small pension on his retirement in 1858. Science was a noble vocation for Faraday. He was not interested in science to further his own needs, but to discover and learn about God through nature. And at the end of one of his famous Christmas lectures, he expressed it this way. Indeed, all I can say to you at the end of these lectures, for we must come to an end, at one time or another, is to express a wish that you may in your generation be fit to compare to a candle. That in all your actions you may justify the beauty of the taper by making your deeds honourable and effectual in discharge of your duty to your fellow men. In 1832, he completed a series of experiments aimed at investigating the fundamental nature of electricity and using static batteries and animal electricity he produced the phenomena of electrostatic attraction, electrolysis and magnetism and he concluded that contrary to the scientific opinion of the time the divisions between various kinds of electricity were illusory. Faraday instead proposed that only one single electricity existed and changed in value the quantity and intensity, current and voltage, would produce these different groups of phenomena. Near the end of his career, he proposed that electromagnetic forces extended into empty space around the conductor. Again, ahead of his time, this idea was rejected by his fellow scientists, and Faraday did not live to see the eventual acceptance of his proposition by the scientific community. Faraday's concepts of lines of flux emanating from charged bodies and magnets provided a way to visualise electric and magnetic fields, and that conceptual model was crucial for the successful development 
of the electromechanical devices that dominated engineering and industry for the remainder of the 19th century. From 1991 until 2001, Faraday's picture featured on the reverse of a series of £20 banknotes issued by the Bank of England. He was portrayed conducting a lecture at the Royal Institution with the magnetoelectric spark apparatus. And in 2002, Faraday was ranked number 22 in the BBC's list of 100 Greatest Britons, following a UK-wide vote. The Faraday Institute for Science and Religion was created in 2006 by a £2 million grant from the John Templeton Foundation to carry out academic research to foster understanding of the interaction between science and religion and then to engage public understanding in both these subject areas. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the formation of Everton Football Club by the Reverend Ben Chambers. And for this year's archive of podcasts, visit www.pogp.net. If you'd like to give any feedback, you can email us on pogppod.gmail.com. And if you have any time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day wherever you are and thanks for listening.